Welcome to the Julie Salant Podcast, the place to reconnect to your heart and live your soul purpose. This is where you will find inspiring information on how to reconnect to your heart, get into mind-body-spirit alignment, and step into your personal power. Together, we will hear messages from the sacred animal kingdom, discuss how to reframe success that works best for you, and learn to step into divine flow, allowing you to do what your soul came here to do. Thank you for being here. And now, let's tune in to today's show. Hey everyone, Julie Salant. I am thrilled that you are here today. Welcome to today's podcast. My guest today is Sherry Watson, and Sherry is recognized as one of the nation's top experts in the world of nonprofit organizations. Sherry has 30 years of experience in the nonprofit industry and has generated over $130 million in funding and has improved the lives of millions. She's renowned for unleashing the power and passion of American nonprofit corporations and socially conscious entrepreneurs with a clear purpose to harness the power of the people and aim it at chronic problems we have today. Today, we're going to talk about nonprofits in a way that you have probably never thought of before, and that's actually twofold, for-profit and also to help those who need help. So it's really about the power of purpose. I'd like to welcome Sherry to the show, and thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Welcome, everyone. This is Julie Salant. Welcome to our podcast today. I am absolutely thrilled today. I have Sherry Watson with us. Sherry Watson is recognized as one of the nation's top experts in the world of nonprofit organizations. Sherry has 30 years experience in the nonprofit industry and has generated over $130 million in funding and has improved the lives of millions of people. She is is world-renowned for unleashing the power and passion of America's nonprofit corporations and socially conscious entrepreneurs with a clear purpose to harness the power of the people and aim it at chronic problems we have today. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's so exciting to be here and thank you for giving us the platform to share the message for entrepreneurs but the abundance and the impact together bring in solutions. So Julie, thank you so much for bringing us on. Absolutely, Sherry. Sherry is just, uh, she's just a giver, but she's also about empowering people. Can you tell everyone what is the story behind the power of purpose? The power of purpose we launched many, many years ago with the mission to launch and empower at least 10,000 nonprofits in this country to make us a more loving and connected place, but to really bring the economics forward and common sense business solutions, Julie. All the things we see around us right now with the coronavirus, looking at do I really want to stay in corporate America with what's going on and I can't get to my job? This is the most beautiful, perfect time to share the power of the nonprofit corporation and how to recreate those of us that are in our second chapter, the reimagined stage, perfect 
entity to set up your business where you can make impact. You can live in abundance. So Julie, before we dive all the way into it, I want to get rid of all the myths out there, that noise, all of your listeners, that noise, get rid of it. And let's just hang on. It's so complicated. They're so hard. You can't make a profit. You can't make a profit in a nonprofit. They, oh, it's all volunteer teams. And Jill, I'm thinking, hmm, how many startup companies could start with all volunteers, no paid staff, no. So I'm going to lead the entrepreneurs and your listeners. Thank you for all of you guys. You're investing your time right now in your future. This is a business model that will bring you more profit, living in more abundance. You can make more impact and live a life significance, Julie. The fulfillment is like none other. That million and a half dollar check I got from the Department of Treasury and became my own bank through a nonprofit still doesn't fulfill you like seeing the elders move out of nursing homes and go back to their home and watch them with their grandkids. And it's amazing. So Julia, taking people on the journey of the corporation, we know about LSEs, C-Corp, S-Corps, and we build our businesses. What I want today is share the power of the 501c3 corporation, the nonprofit corporation, especially us women that are going into that next chapter to build our business in this. You know, so I'm so, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so glad that you brought this up, Sherry, because I'll be you know honest with you as I always am. Uh, with all my guests, I have always thought, and I worked with nonprofits, that everything that you just said resonates with me. Um, that, you know, having or working in a nonprofit, you wouldn't make any money. Yes, they have a great reach and you do great things, but um, I guess coming from the corporate world and then now being an entrepreneur, what would make someone really say, you know what, maybe a nonprofit is the way to go? It's a very smart business model. Our country is rooted in nonprofit corporations, hospitals, universities, IKEA, Kansas City Royals. I could go on and on. Our most very profitable corporations are nonprofits. I've always made more profit in my nonprofit corporation than my for-profit. So for 35 years, learning the power of the for-profit working with the nonprofit. I've always had both corporations. All of our students in our inner circle gathering, they have for-profit corporations. We have a PhD in agriculture, 30 years. He's been one of our world-renowned consultants. He now, we took him through, go to a nonprofit web class, we took him through the steps of setting up the nonprofit as a corporation mm-hmm. and then bringing all the money in from USDA but to start teaching healthy soil, to bring STEM into the agriculture world, to think of an initiative that will bring our kids and our future. So really the business model 
Julie, of leading folks through taking that same business hat in their for-profit, wearing that same business hat as we're setting up their nonprofit corporation. And Julie, that's what led us to launch this. 35 years ago, I got involved in, in the nonprofit corporation by accident, literally. I was living the all-American dream and you know, we all have our journeys. My mm -hmm. journey was, you know, having two baby boys and I was a musician, had a music academy and I was living life. I was out riding an HEV three-wheeler where I was rode in our subdivision. And with an instant, I lost control of my life and destiny. We all have journeys that we can now turn to purpose. As I came and found me laying in the blood of pool, bleeding from my nose, mouth, ears, getting into the ambulance, them calling me DOA, dead on arrival, and them using the defibrillators to get me going again, getting into the hospital and my family called into the quiet room and the chaplain came in and said, she's not gonna live. She's had a head injury, closed brain stem, contusion. She's in a coma. Back in the 80s, we didn't know anything about head injury. We didn't even have a definition now like traumatic brain injury. We didn't know anything about coma. Julie laying there trapped in a body that couldn't respond. Nobody ever talked to me. And when I would try to move the side that wasn't paralyzed, they'd tie it down because I was agitated. Wow. I learned the power of the mind for months to lay trapped in a body that couldn't respond. For months being told, okay, we're going to start teaching her how to swallow. How in the world do you learn how to swallow? We're born and we swallow. Wow. I learned the power of the mind, Julie. Our minds are so powerful. There are no limits. It's only the limits we let the noise. And so from that journey of learning how to walk, it wasn't like I woke up and said, hey guys, We're going through years worth of acute rehabilitation every single day and laying on a mat for months and learning how to roll. And then for months learning how to crawl. It wasn't like I, what a gift I was given, what we take for granted, Julie. And that started our movement. I came back home. All I wanted to do was go to visit people in intensive care to show them there's hope, to help the families in the waiting rooms see that there's hope. And the hospital saw such a difference. They said, let's set you up a nonprofit corporation. I could barely walk or talk. I, my whole face is paralyzed, I was in a wheelchair. I drooled. People had to interpret for me. I don't like this. But I had a purpose. Wow. There was nothing that could stop me, Julie. So I started a startup business. Think of your nonprofit as a startup business. We started getting funding in, and we were going to national conferences. Like, wow, this is cool. We got an office, and that one nonprofit, Julie. We started finding others that were sitting in institutions in Willowbrooks. We had no voice. We had no political power. We had no money, but we had purpose. 
and we that one nonprofit led into 800 nonprofit corporations later, $40 million a year for one corporation. Our corporations, that's a pretty good startup company. Wow. As a Silicon Valley startup, can you imagine $40 million every year having 400 employees, having one of the biggest building on Michigan Avenue in Chicago that you own? We never let them as bank sell charity. We built our career and we said nothing about us without us. You cannot plan things. We lived in institutions, Julie. We, you watch Geraldo right now. He did his 50 year anniversary and he talks about just now it's out and he talks about his 50 years of seeing war and murders and people laying on battlefields. And he gets visibly shaking and, and starts crying and says, I never saw anything like Willowbrook. That's where we all lived. We had less rights than criminals. Julie, wow. what we did through the nonprofit corporations, we led a movement. We led a civil rights. We decided we wanted to be part of the American dream. We weren't special. We weren't handicapped. We created the Americans with Disabilities Act. It made sense economically. Why put us away for half a million a year per person? That's your money. That's your tax dollars. We created the Americans with Disabilities Act. We got it passed. ADA, everywhere you look now, ramps, lights that blink, elevators that make noise, braille on bathroom doors. We did, we changed the world where we could be part of the American dream. 15 wow. years ago, Julie, when I started going to some of the real estate trainings with my sons and sitting in the audience with all these entrepreneurs learning about real estate and housing, we've done more affordable housing. We've partnered our nonprofit with the for-profit. We've done affordable housing all over this country. And to sit there and go, mm, why aren't they being taught about all oh, the funding from the Department of Treasury, how to work for-profit with nonprofit? I've done eight affordable housing projects at once, and I'm talking 200,000 units that are goldly certified, that are, that are highlighted at the, the national level. I've made more profit in my nonprofit. Our students are making more nonprofit. So Julie, bring this to your community, to people who love it and believe in you. We have an opportunity, Julie, especially us women that are now in our second phase or we're tired of corporate America. We know we have more to give to lead and use our business skills and our passion and build it in a nonprofit corporation. We can bring solutions with the opiate crisis, with all the kids that are being lost, with the sex trafficking that's going on, the kids are being brought back with the veterans. It sounds doom and gloom. It's the most amazing opportunity, Julie. There's more money than I've ever seen eligible to nonprofit corporations to take our tax dollars and bring common sense but business solutions forward. 
Wow, Sherry, that is an amazing story. I honestly did not know that you went through that. And I'm so, wow, I'm so bowled over by the things that you've done because my husband is disabled. So I know all about ramps. I know all about areas that they need specifically, that the places where they park, um, it's not special because they need them. It's just like a requirement, just like a regular person needs a door to walk through. And that's what you're giving people is the actual door to walk through. And that's so, so inspiring to me as a woman and somebody who wants to make a huge impact on the world. And how do you start a movement, Cherry? I, and I'm asking personally because I love animals. I love horses. I'm a communicator. And I know that horses can impact and really heal humans, not just the soldiers with PTSD, but women who have been abused and people like me who are empathic and sensitive. What I want to know is I've, I know so many people besides myself who are so interested in helping others. How do you start a movement that can help other people? The biggest key is at the grassroots and that the, and the people you're serving need to lead the way. It, it was amazing how we, we started going into institutions, going into nursing homes, meeting with people at the local level, bringing them in to be part of the solution, Julie. It wasn't about us doing it for them. It was about us bringing them in to give them a voice, to let them be part of controlling their life and destiny. Very different model empowerment versus the welfare. Oh, those poor people, I'll make a bunch of money and then I'll give money to those poor people. This is an empowerment at the grassroots. So you want to work with kids going at the local level, going to the behavioral health center, going to your juvenile justice center, working with your state legislator. How is your money, your money? That's your tax dollars. It goes into all the state agencies. So there's maybe 13 state agencies, the veterans, the aging, the children, uh, all the different departments, right? So our federal money comes there and our tax dollars at the state level go into it. And then we have a state investment council that grows that money. So if you're working with seniors, if you really see as baby boomers, we don't want to go into nursing homes. How can we stay at home? How can we build support to let us live at home? Get with your legislator. What's going on? with all the money that's in your state agents and aging. They're gonna grant it out. The eligible entity, we know you guys, our businesses, an eligible entity to receive that money is a nonprofit corporation. So going in and gathering, doing that peer support group at the local level, saying everybody, that's interested in bringing a new paradigm where we're heading with our wisdom holders. 
let's meet next Thursday night at the library. It's amazing how many people will come together and it's like, oh, my sister is married to the mayor. My husband goes, you start that groundswell. You start that grassroots, Julie. Mm. And then we started building systems. We all started our grassroots. And you can imagine one nonprofit in Chicago, another one in Michigan, another one. And then we all start getting together. We collaborate. There's, it's very different. You'll see so many different things keeping your business hat on in your nonprofit and for-profit. In your for-profit, it's competition, you got folks. In your nonprofit, it's collaboration. We get together with all the nonprofits. One of them is doing financial literacy. Okay, we're going to hire you. We're a corporation. We have a budget. We have training and education dollars. We're going to hire you 50000 Come and teach our community the financial literacy training. Wow. Wow. What we could do together, we can change this world. We did. Look at what we did with the Americans with Disabilities Act. You guys, 25 years ago, we had nothing. No curb cuts, no short buses, no middle schools, no IEPs, no. We had nothing. Look, look how we were a group with no voice, no political power, no money, and we were locked away, warehoused, out of sight, out of mind. So, Julie, if we can do it, everybody can do it. And that's why the conviction, the the power, it's like I am so motivated to get this out to folks like your community, Julie, strong women, entrepreneurs, business leaders. We're the ones that can take all of that money. There's so many funding streams for a nonprofit that are not accessible to a for-profit. The nonprofit we have charitable giving of real estate. The power of purpose, we have this proprietary software that locates all the property for donors. We call them that, talk about our nonprofit. We've done $30 million worth of funding for our nonprofits and help donors through wealth management strategies with all that property they have in their investment portfolio that's just sitting there. Julie, wow. now is the time. Now is the time. Wow. I had no idea that that was, that was available. And it, I know that your goal was helping launch and grow 10,000 nonprofits. So if someone wanted to be one of those, how would they begin? Would they reach out to you to start? Yeah, the best place to start, go to nonprofitwebclass.com. And Julie has the links below. Julie's going to send out all the information. It's a free training we've done, you guys, to go over the six steps to launch and grow a successful nonprofit corporation. Okay, now I want you to, it's a business. Get, we want, right away, get that myth out of your head that it's a bake sale charity. We do not teach bake sale charities. We teach profitable nonprofit corporations. This country is rooted in that. We've not been taught that as entrepreneurs. You go to even the entrepreneurial schools and the universities, 
they teach LSC, C Corp, S Corp, all this. Wow, we're missing the biggest opportunity, especially right now, Julie. We've worked with seven administrations, eight. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. It's We never got into the political scene. We learned that philosophical. If they came from government, they were going to build more hoops and regs, and let's take that $400 billion from that bill we passed. Instead of it going to the communities and helping us, we're going to build more government, another division. So we know that we had to be strong advocates. And then, like the administration now, they come from the business community. There are billions and billions and billions of dollars available to us. To, they're granting out to the community, to the business leaders. Julie, they know at the local level and the movement, we know best how to solve it. You need to be a nonprofit corporation to be eligible. So we have our inner circle mastermind group our leaders have for-profits. Like I said, our folks have PhDs. They've led 30-year businesses as their for-profit. Now they have their nonprofit, and that's the power of purpose. We've always done. We teach you then how to work the two together to bring more abundance, to make more impact, and bring more solutions to this country that needs it. I'll give you an example, Julia. I want yes. you to think about this with your women. Um, and I've met so many strong women that have their businesses that their purpose, maybe they grew up in the foster care. They're very passionate. We're working with one of our uh, young, very strong entrepreneurial women that is leading a nonprofit to eradicate sex trafficking. And we're working with the homeless shelter in Denver, they have a large youth homeless shelter. And the girls that have been brought back four years have been sex trafficked. They're being brought back to the juvenile justice jails because we don't have any support set up for them. So here's these little kids that have been traumatized. And think about that's our tax dollars. Does it make sense? that we're gonna spend tons of money, our money, and put them in jail while we're figuring this out? Or does it make sense to redirect that money, grant it out to you, Julie, and your groups of women that are leading and build an empowerment center, build a, a, a transitional living center where you bring in entrepreneurial and, and strong women to start. That's the difference, Julie, that's the difference in Building your business in a nonprofit model with so much money available. That's a huge difference. And I know that a lot of my listeners want to make a difference. And I believe that in 2020, with all of the crazy stuff politically, the coronavirus, all the things that we're kind of mm -hmm. working through, people are realizing that we all have to help each other and that you can make a difference by starting a movement, no matter what it is. Right, Sherry? And, and Julie, the important part of that is to lead it as a business. What, what's really the noise for the last 15 years doing this, 
is that, oh, we can't make money. We have a volunteer team. Oh, you know, 100% of our proceeds go to the people. Well, how do you administer it? How do you build a startup with all volunteers? And how are you going to bring the impact? And how do you take our money that's Medicaid being put in? The, it's the largest budget in every state. Does it make sense that you get older, disabled, and we stick you out of sight, out of mind at 10 no. times the cost? No. Does that make sense? No, our it does not are, make sense. No. Our kids are so lost. They have no wisdom holders. And you walk into a nursing home, how many people want to be there? How many people are begging, tied up to the bar in their wheelchair, and are begging to go home? And we're paying a half a million this little kid, I would walk through three back closed locked doors to get to him. His mom was begging to take him home. He had seven younger brothers at home. She would drive an hour and a half one way, get her little boys on the bus, drive an hour and a half, sit with Bradley in a nursing home. He laid there for three years. We were paying 500000 every year for that kid to lay there in the bed at P and atrophy. And all she wanted to do was take him home and take care of him. Our system, we're institutional biased. We pay for you to be in a nursing home today, we, today, but to let you go home and hire an attendant to come and help you at one-tenth of the cost and we've created your job. We don't do it. It's a broken paradigm. And so that's how you start a movement, Julie, in the community, in the grassroots. Start just asking them questions. Why? Why are we doing that? How, how many of you and your mom and dad are in nursing homes? You had to go through downsizing and getting rid of all their assets that they spent their life building? Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. No, so doesn't. We, we came home back to our governor, and after I started going from nursing home to nursing home. I've been president of our national organization in Washington, D.C. We got the Americans with Disabilities Act passed. Nobody's ever seen anything like this happen. If you think about it, that was before cell phones, internet, email. How in the heck did we do it? Because we had a purpose. And, and that's what is so powerful. We nurture. And this is not about just giving back. This is about, we know how to bring people together. We are nurturers. This is about getting a salary, building our business in a nonprofit corporation. This is about us living in abundance and redirecting our broken systems. So when I said Governor Johnson, he was from the business world. He'd never been a politics. So I didn't come to him from, oh, poor us. We all live in the institution. We have the voice. I went where his head is. Okay, let's talk about the economics. Why are we paying half a million to, for this kid to lend the bed of pee? His mom has begged that corporation to clean toilets for five bucks a week just to help with gas money. No. So we, we taxpayers are paying them half a million a year. What's going on? Mm. Didn't make sense to him economically. He said, okay, 
let's do a pilot project. You're a nonprofit. Let, let's show this country how we can change that, their paradigm, redirect money. That's all we did. We didn't ask for more money. We weren't starting a new program. What we're doing in this country didn't make sense. It's going to take us as entrepreneurs, business leaders, common sense. So I didn't have a nonprofit. I thought I was getting my PhD. You know how life takes us where we need to be when we're on purpose. Yeah. So, man, I'm running to our state capital, Santa Fe, setting up my nonprofit corporation. Julie, sitting with Medicaid, then saying, all of you guys have this access. They're folks just like us. They need folks like you guys, Julie. They need you guys to sit with them and say, you know, this doesn't work. It doesn't make sense, Medicaid. So if I'm going to help folks move home, and choose their own attendant, which made a lot of sense. When you have somebody personally every day doing your bowel and bladder, getting you dressed, you're paralyzed from the neck down, you don't want somebody new coming in every day. Yeah. You don't want that home health care center. You want to choose who you want as your attendant. So we did a whole new model, consumer directed. We didn't need that middleman. We don't need CNAs, certifications, and training. We need to train them how we need, what we need. We're the experts. So Julie, working, just sitting with my legislator saying, let's train them how to be employers, not the CNAs that turn over every three months. And it's craziness. They got it. So we said, okay, we'll charge 200 a month per person to process payroll. They're going to get... They're going to get Medicaid. They're going to get eight hours a day for an attendant to come in. They're not going to know how to do FICA and food and suit in. We know as a corporation, I'm not a charity. I'm a corporation. I am going to charge for my service as a payroll agent. So, Julie, keep that business hat on as you're listening, you guys. It's not a charity. It, so... As we started moving people home, oh my gosh, you guys, little eight year, 88-year-old Betty that moved back into her Hogan and her 70-year-old daughter who'd been on welfare in Tana forever is now her attendant. We created a job. We got her off welfare. She's now paying taxes. Do you see how deep this goes? I was getting paid 200 a month. We got 200 people out of nursing homes. I was getting paid $75 an hour up to 10 hours a month to start training them how to be employers. I was making $50,000 a month residual income and took 5,000 to administer that program. From that $45,000 a month profit, this is in a nonprofit. We set up an investment portfolio, we started meeting the needs of people. Now we need an entrepreneurial employment center. Now we need, we became our own bank because people couldn't roll into a bank with no credit history, no work employment. We became our own bank with Department of Treasury and based it back on character. It wasn't a handout. We did longer amortization. We brought that, bought down interest so that people could be empowered they didn't want 
to be a welfare community. Julie, we changed a paradigm in this country. Six months later, our big federal agency, Health and Human Services, announced little tiny New Mexico, three little girls with disabilities that all we were saying was, what's happening? It's not right. What can we do to fix it? We were the first state in the nation that had a positive Medicaid budget. That's the biggest budget in our states. That's the budgets that's draining all of us. And Julie, it was just common sense. And then setting up an elder care, bringing our youth in the, in, in those classes that are labeled that are, you know, all those, what do they call them? In, inappropriate behavior, behavioral disorder. We'd bring them to the elder care once a week to sit with the elders that reached them like nobody else could. Wow. So Julie, I want your listeners to know that the money is incredible. The money's out there. The little, the, the little kids back then the, that I mentored and that grew and that got appointed by the governor to lead. And now they got a fellowship to be in DC and, and do a fellowship with Senator Harkins and are now a deputy dog at our federal agencies. And they are constantly calling me, sending me notes. We had a call yesterday saying, we just got another billion dollars that we have to grant out. Who do you know that has a nonprofit that's working in this area? Julie, the money there, it's just time for people to step up and take action. It's time. It's time, and there are so many people out there that want to help others, and I know that I'm definitely one of them. And Sherry is the person to help you and open your eyes to the possibilities of what's happening in the nonprofit world to get rid of the myths, as she was saying, and to really open your eyes to not only the impact that you can make, the lives you can change, and just by looking at it a different way and having her take, she can take your hand and help you through all of the roadblocks that she's already experienced. And she's got this, she's got it down. I mean, and the, the power of the purpose is one of the most, that to me is the most exciting part because that's where you can make dreams come true. Your dreams, other people's dreams, you can make things happen. Right, Sherry? Yeah, Julia. Yeah. And, and in abundance, you know, I, I've been a grant reviewer um, for a lot, a lot of years in Washington to see so they'll fly us in and, and Department of Treasury, Department of Education will do different grants. And we'll have a stack of, you know, three feet worth of grants, spend three days with reviewers. It's interesting for all these years, we gravitate toward the budget first. So when I say lead this as a business, as a grant reviewer, looking at when you present that half a million budget to build a youth entrepreneurial center, we, we look at that. Are you, are you going to be good stewards of the money and can you lead a business? Did you put in the executive director salary and program director administrative assistant and then all the employee benefits and then the operating costs, rent, utilities, that all is part of the nonprofit corporation. So 
working the nonprofit and the for-profit, Julie, with your community and the folks we have with us and that you opened up this conversation for us, the, working the entities together. And if you think about it, our country is rooted in that. Hospitals are nonprofit. They have for-profit x-ray radiology. And I said, same things to universities. So now as entrepreneurs, as women, they're looking at doing something that makes a difference. This is the corporation that there's so much funding in, but it can boost your nonprofit also. Let me give you an example of what's happening in our inner circle with our students all over the country. One of our students has a contracting company, 25 years. Just like Julie, so many of, especially strong women I'm meeting, their daughter graduated, now they're in their second chapter, that reimagine, and they wanted to do more. And so he's like, I never heard of a nonprofit, good old Midwestern. And, <laughs> and I said, wait till you learn about this, hang on. So we set up, the nonprofit corporation. And when you go to nonprofitwebclass.com, those six steps, step one is really creating your corporation, getting you going. So we set that up. And then there's so many forms of funding for your nonprofit. Like one of the steps you'll see in the nonprofit web class is multiple streams of funding. Show me the money. One of the biggest niches, the most secrets that's about ready to blow up in this country is charitable giving of real estate. We've been moving forward that with that for 10 years, the last five years, the last three, we've done the 30 million. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take this country by storm. So we have proprietary software just for this. Um, and so he sent out letters through our software saying, hey, Mr. Donor, I see you have some real estate. I'm a nonprofit. Here's what we're doing. Their mission is serving veterans, his or family's veterans. And so how can we work together? It's a very different business hat when you're leading with a mission, with a purpose, mm -hmm. than when you're an investor. Hey, I want to see what we can do on this. He didn't get any return calls with this for-profit. He got 12 calls on that first letter he sent out. One of those calls, he got a 1.5 million nursing home donated to him. It was vacant. The corporation helped them. What his mission was to set up transitional living for the veterans. So being yeah. donated to his nonprofit, the number one secret I'm going to share with you guys to bring in more money than you can ever even imagine is connect, connect, connect. It's not having that fancy grant writer. It's not being all technical. That's the opposite of that. It's about connecting, meeting with your state legislator. That's your capital partner. So we did that with him. We had a Giving Tuesday. We invited a state legislator. The veterans were there. Now he's got three homes donated. 
So yeah. now we have veterans that are working, veterans that were homeless that are now out working. Um, it's amazing. Here's, wow. the, here's the beauty of this, Julie. They work together, the entities. His nonprofit, we went to the state capitol, the state housing agency. Every one of you should be working with your state housing agency, whether you're doing real estate, whether you're doing youth entrepreneurial programs or you're doing women leadership programs. All of you are going to have real estate involved. We use real estate to convert it into cash. We just got one of our nonprofits $80,000 cash when we did the bargain sale and got to him. So when we met, met with the state and the state housing, they're business leaders. We as entrepreneurs, we know the for-profit, the capital partners, the investors, the shareholders. On the nonprofit, it's your state legislators, your state agencies. The greatest difference, no credit checks. They don't care anything about your personal credit. You, it's not, your whole life is based on it. And you never have to pay it back. You have to do what you said you were going to do. So we were sitting in there talking about what we're doing, the funding. And they were like, stood up. The director stood up, Julie. And he said, wait a minute. We're at the fancy dancy boardroom. You know, they have billions of dollars are managing. And he says, you have a project that's shovel ready. We just got $3 million we drew down from the federal government through the housing trust fund. And the minute we spend it, we can start another project. So you bet wow. every state is wanting project ready. So $3 million, I drove two hours the next day to look at the facility, granted $3 million. That $3 million then hire his for-profit construction company to do the rehab. Wow. So now everybody in the community, his nonprofit is is everybody's gathered during as for profit has boosted like none other because everybody when they want work done, he's a hero in the community now. So Julie, it's a win, 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 win. Wow. And then you're there's I've met so many women have so many powerful training programs and leadership empowerment programs keeping that in their for-profit, setting up the nonprofit to work with young girls, to do empowerment leader. We have one work with young girls who've aged out of foster care. They, we get the grant, we write in the budget, training and education. We then hire their for-profit to come in and do the training for the nonprofit. Julie, phenomenal. That's how we can be the social consciousness lead movement and change paradigms in this country. That's amazing. That's amazing, amazing. Well, I know that this has been super, super insightful for not only myself, but all the listeners. I know that you wanna share a promotion and where they can go to find out more information in those six steps. And we're gonna have all the links below. What would be the best way for them to contact and find out more about that, Sherry? Start out by going to nonprofitwebclass.com and Julie will have the link on there. So go to Julie's link. It'll be nonprofitwebclass.com slash go to that link. You guys, that'd be a very good, it's a free training Julie would put together to really get folks to sink in to the business model of it. You know, it's so, 
it's not just about giving back, Julie. It's about building a business. And you know, Julie, we live in the greatest country in the world. People want to make a difference. Like right now with coronavirus, everything going on, they don't know how. And so you right now with us today, you that are with listening, take action. By stepping forward, you're creating a pathway for all the others that want to make a difference. People are going to gravitate. People are going to surround you. People are going to embrace you. It's like no other business. So it's about giving back, but creating a salary. That's how you build the movement, Julie. We started peer support, and we paid people with disabilities. We would do five hours a week at 10, 15 hours a dollars an hour to have them start going to dinner to give them purpose that's how we built our movement that's awesome that's awesome and i love that people are getting involved getting off welfare and and they want people want to help and those that are willing also want to be of purpose right they everybody yeah. wants to have you know a, a reason to get up in the morning. They want a purpose in their lives. And I'm sure that so many of our listeners have maybe something that you've been thinking about for maybe years that a segment and a group that you want to help veterans, disabled or autistic kids, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And this is the way Sherry is providing you the path and the information, the education to really bring that to life. Sherry, I can't thank you enough for being here today. You're an amazing, inspirational person. I am so thankful that you were here today. It's been a, such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. I just love what you're doing, and you are just, you're an amazing person. Can't thank you enough. Oh, Jillian, the gratitude from us have given us the platform. You guys, we truly can reshape the fabric of America of this world together. We did it in the disability movement. 25 years ago, we changed the world where we could be part of it and it makes sense economically. We're the ones that are gonna change. You guys are the ones that can help change the paradigm. So Julie, just so much gratitude and I look forward to you guys. Julie and I are going to keep you posted on the phone. We're going to be having, building some things together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sherry, for being here. Guys, just remember to like, subscribe, share this with everyone. All the links will be below. Just click the link. It'll bring you right over and to what Sherry's talking about. And you will find all the information that you need. Thanks again for being here. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the latest podcast. This is Julie Salant. If you like what you've heard and you'd like to go deeper, there are two ways that you can work with me to get personal one-on-one -on -one coaching or to receive an animal reading. Click on the link below to set up a time with me to talk. You can also check out the Spiritual Cafe. That is a membership-based group that I have with a dear friend of mine where we talk live monthly and give you information on elevated consciousness answer your questions and help you move through life with clarity and conscious decisions. Looking forward to talking with you soon. Thanks, Julie.